Hallelujah. Well, you need to be believing, because I've been cooking this message today for the last eight, nine, ten weeks, probably since the end of September when the Lord began to talk to me about it. And so we are going to get done on time today. Anybody got any faith in the room? Yes. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to jump right in, if you don't mind if I do that. And I want you to turn over with me to Galatians chapter 4. In Galatians chapter 4, we have this interesting glimpse, you gotta, and you have to, sometimes glimpses, they can flash by you really quickly, and so you have to be careful to see them, um, or to focus on them as they go by. And it says this, Paul speaking now to the church in Galatia, and he says, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. Now this is the rest of this goes on to talk a little bit about a different time and a different season, but uh, what I want you to I want to draw your attention to is the concept of times and seasons. And I believe that, as if you've been with me the last little while, I think you understand that I believe that we are moving into, we're going from a uh, a time, and we're going through a season which is bringing us into another time. Uh, those two words there, if I can try to, I know this is going to sound a little complicated at first. You have to bear with me for the first 15 minutes, and you'll understand where I'm going when you, if you'll stay awake until the second 15 minutes. But what, uh, what it gives us a glimpse to, as many of you may know a little bit about my story, one of the things, there's two things I'm seeking after the Lord for right now. One is a real revelation of the love of God. I don't think we have that in the earth today. Um, and the second thing is I'm getting, believing God for a revelation of this thing called time. And I believe that it's one of the final frontiers that we really have to wrap our minds around. And we get a glimpse of that here in Galatians chapter 4 when it comes to God revealing that there are seasons and, excuse me, there are times. Chronos is the word there. Uh, maybe you have a, one of those fancy watches. It's called a chronograph. Uh, that's where that word has come from. It's just the marking of time or the general time of things. And then there comes the word then seasons. The word seasons there is the word kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. And you've heard a lot about this term kairos if you've been around for a while, particularly from Tommy Reed. He's, he, he's got a real revelation of this concept of kairos. But the concept of kairos means the times between the times or the times of transition from one time to another time, from one season, if you will, one stretch of chronos to another stretch of chronos. Let me give you a couple of the concordance things. It refers to a changing in the times. It's often translated as due season. It is the times when things are brought to a crisis. It's a decisive moment in time. And so what I want you to be able to see on this, and it, this is where it's gonna, it, it, even, it kind of blows my mind a little bit when you try to, oh, you know what, let me, so let me, let me show you this. This is a commercial. I'm not, I'm not promoting this particular brand of watches. I'm just, necessarily, I'm just <laughs> wanting you to see something so that I can sort of draw your attention to what you are about to see. So go ahead and watch, if you guys are ready with that video, then why don't you go ahead, you can even give it some sound. We'll give credit to the people who built it. There are movements so perfect, you'd hardly think they were made by humans. This piece here is awesome, look at that. 
Omega Coaxial, the most perfect mechanical watch movement in the world. What I wanted to draw your attention to there wasn't a Christmas present that you needed to buy for Pastor Ian. <laughs> it was understanding I'm, what I'm trying to get. Let me, let me say it to you like this. I wasn't going to talk about this today, but I'll just mention it. One of the reasons that the issue of time is so difficult for us is because timelessness is a several generations, several dimensions away from us. You understand that we live in a dimension of space and time. Uh, wait a minute, there's one missing, and matter. And when we go to heaven, we lose a dimension, which means we lose the matter part. We become only space and time. That's what the, the heaven dimension is like. Then if you lose another dimension of space, that's why God is nowhere and everywhere all at the same time, because he doesn't have space. And so you lose another dimension when you go into the realm where there is no time. And so when we try to understand images of time and understanding them, particularly when it comes to our own life and the seasons and timings of our life, we, become, we can become lost and our perspective becomes hard to find, and then we would say, in these times of crisis, difficulty, in these times of kairoses, when all kinds of things are happening, we lose our perspective, and we often lose our way. And because of that, it's kind of like when you're in the middle of a storm, you, you lose your bearings. And so that if you if you listen to me at all over the times, it's you know the last thing you do in the middle of a crisis is change directions, right? You never you set your direction and then you head into the storm and you stay on that course, no matter what is going on around you. Stay on course. Why? Because it is through those times of kairoses in these moments when God moves us from one season to another season that this difficult time when things, as, as, the, as the word kind of implies, when things are brought into a crisis. What's happening when things are brought into a crisis is that windows are opening. Opportunities are presenting them. If we didn't, if, we, if everything just maintained the status quo, then what would happen is we would never be able to go to new seasons and times. We would just come into this place where everything was just perfect and nothing would ever upset that perfectness. So then you would be stuck in the spot that whatever that perfect spot for you, you'd be stuck there for the rest of your life. Instead of it being that when God brings us from seasons to seasons, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, in order for him to do that, he has got to create or he has built a creation, is better to say, that operates by these things called seasons and times. What's happened, the reason that I showed you that, if you can imagine how there's two of those wheels, right, the little jagged little watch in, inside the watch kind of things, you know, that have a little gear in here, and that gear operates, hang on, right? And then the other one comes down, there's another one that comes down, and it has a gear that fits in here, right? And it goes around like that. And it's when these two things intersect, yeah. this is what those things of Kairos opportunity, when, when the, the, the transitional seasons are upon you, is kind of like if you imagined uh, two wheels, and these wheels had little windows in them. 
And so in those windows now, each one of these things have these windows, and it's when these windows line up, if you want to kind of see it that way, all of a sudden those windows line up, that's an opportunity. That's a, that's a Kairos moment. And so when something has to pass through, if you want to see it, it's kind of, you understand this is hard for us to kind of get this. This is a fifth dimensional thing, and we're trying to see it in the third dimension. That's why I don't have enough dimensions to show you how this works. But when God is trying to get something through, he can't get it through in one of those spots or one of those spots. He only can get it through when it goes through right there. And that happens in the intersection of just two wheels. What if there requires for your, for your life to move from the, t- the, 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 the time that it's in to the time that is going to be? In order for, what if there's 300 different things that God wants aligned in order for that to happen? That means there are 300 of these wheels like what you saw in that, I- that image, right? If you can imagine the way a cl- uh, uh, the inside of an old style clock works, a watch works, there's wheels inside of wheels inside of wheels inside of wheels inside of wheels, all eventually causing that second hand to go click. There's 500 things happening, click, another 500, click, another 500, click, another 500, click. Now on that click, Two things have to happen. One, the second hand has to move and the minute hand has to move because you hit the 12. And so now there's not 500 things that had to happen. There were a thousand things that had to happen. And then when they hit the, the, the chronometer that says today is the Monday, another thousand things had to happen to move it click to Tuesday when the second hand and the minute hand and the hour hand all hit the 12. Do you see how complex? That's just a watch. Yeah. What God is amazingly doing, the greatness of God. Yes. Now try to, now just, just close your eyes for a moment and appreciate that the greatness of God is operating in every single person's life through these Kairos, Kronos, Kairos, Kronos, Kairos, Kronos moments simultaneously, billions of times at once, as every person's life, God is trying to connect and get people to realize something is happening in these Kairos, opportunities are presenting themselves in these Kairos moments. Rothschild says the best time to invest is when there's blood on the streets. That that quote, they don't quote the second half, he says, particularly if it's your own blood. What's he trying to say? He's trying to say that there is in these crisis moments, these kairos, what you will say is highly pressurized moments, as what's happening is that there is a hundred roads all leading to the same point. All these things are creating all of these kairoses all over the place, trying to get focus now as God is bringing a transition season that's going to come out of here and go straight. When all of a sudden, everything is as best as he can do it, everything is lined up. What happens in these crisis moments? You know how we can... We can look inside, and we're going to do a couple of those today. We can look at natural forces, 
And by seeing natural forces, we can understand spiritual forces. Because the same guy that painted the picture in one dimension painted the picture in the next generation, next dimension. So when we see earth in its way it's supposed to be, we, we, you know, if we are that generation that is going to be the bride without spot and wrinkle, when the, when the, the, the devil and his work are as a footstool put under Jesus' feet. The earth is going to look just like, we're going to go, if you were to be here at that time, you were going to go and pass through and let's say you pass away in that generation. You're going to leave this world and go to this world and say it didn't look anything different. Because the, the, the way heaven looks is the way earth looks. It's just missing the matter piece. It's just not dent. It's not, not physical. I was going to say real, but that don't work anymore. Physical, we're leaving here. And so what happens when we see, imagine what goes on in the world of gravity, maybe in the celestial realms of things, when two planets start to get close together. Like, for example, if we had a, 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 a comet or something like that that was the size of our moon, and it came too close to us, do you know what, what it would do? It would suck half the, the water off the planet. It's gravity going by like a truck, you know, on a highway. You know, you've ever felt the way that feels? As a truck going by on the highway, it will, it will literally drag all the water through the gravity, gravitational forces. Do you understand? Anyways, I know it's kind of geeky here, but <laughs> the important thing to understand is that we can see these gravitational forces, and then we can understand a little bit about these spiritual forces, what happens as these roads get closer and closer? You see how they're getting closer and closer and closer together? Everything's sort of getting all jumbled up and all mixed up all in this realm right here. That's where you start to get crisis. That's where the pressure starts to increase because there's so many things that go into this season of kairos, this season of transition, this season of change that is going in your life, not trying to bring your life from here to here. It's trying to bring your life from here, seizing the opportunities of these open windows and bringing us up to this point. The problem is, for the most part, we see these crises and we bury our head in the sand. And then we go, okay, then I go to church six weeks later because I had to skip church. I was so darn busy and freaked out. But then all of a sudden I'm over here and now I'm trying to get through. Oh, where are you, God? Oh, how come it's not working, God? How come this is hard, God? How come it didn't? The problem is we haven't got an understanding yet. Because, no, no, this is not critical. It's because we live life second by second. You know, when I was in university, they had one of the games that we played. In, uh, I took business and all that kind of stuff. One of the games that we played was with the stock market. And so they would, the course would begin and then you'd have to select a bunch of stocks, like you'd build a portfolio, kind of fake, you know, and you'd write it all down. And all the way through this course, you were analyzing and trading and, you know, all of the, and we were tabulating all the results. And anyways, it's again, it's kind of a geeky thing, but uh, one of the things I learned in that course was that when you watch the, 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 the price information on, you ever seen one of those things, you know, that you ever watch that stuff on TV? And so these charts, what they refer to as the, the price charts, you've got one for the one minute, one for the five minute, and it, and it tracks all of these things on different time frames. And realizing that the chart that is the minute chart, there's five of those in the five minute chart. 
And then there's an hour chart. So there's, five, there's 12 of these in the hour chart and 60 of these in the hour. And one of the things that it does for you when you look at them too long, as perhaps I have, and um, you start to see that God see, can, you can see the price chart of Apple's stock share price at a one-year chart, at a one-month chart, at one-week chart, five, at a one-hour chart, at one five-minute chart, one-minute chart, and you can see all the little ticklies of what it's doing right now. Well, it's not doing anything right now. It's Sunday, but there, on a regular day of the week, you can see every second of every bit of price change. You can see all of that at one time. And what I started to realize as I'm going through this now is I'm starting to get a little bit of a glimpse of what it would mean for God to be working on all of these kairoses and chronoses. Not just is he working on them, but every second has its own crises and chronoses. Every minute does, every hour does, every day does, every week does, every month does, every year does, every decade, every century, every millennium, every age and every epoch all have chronoses and kairoses that are going on in them. But can you imagine the Kairos and Kronos of every minute? They, you can have seven of those a day because you've gone through, so like maybe what your, what your pancreas is doing right now is going through one of its Kairoses because you had too much sugar in your coffee out in the hallway. And so your pancreas is going through one of those Kronos. It goes through seven of them every day. But then you've got, you've got situations that are going on in your life, which maybe the season of your life has been the way it has been for maybe three years, and now God is bringing it through another kairos, oh, and it's gonna grow into another, and, else, and you can kind of relate the amount of time a season is to the amount of time a chronos is. So in a smaller realm of time, they happen more frequently, in longer periods of time, they happen more aggressively. And then in extra long periods of time, they seem like they last multiple generations before you go through an entire Kronos. Uh, excuse me, Kairos. What's important about that? Remember when I was saying about the watch, that as you are going through and you're having things happen every second, but then one of those seconds every minute, there's more than one thing going on? because it hit the, it not only has to move the second hand, it also has to move the minute hand. And then there's gonna be one of those minutes out of every 60 where there's actually three things happening. It's gonna change the second, it's gonna change the minute, and it's gonna change the hour. Isn't that true? Imagine if we were doing things on an even greater scale, that all of a sudden what happens is that in your life, now remember that God is doing it in all those time frames. He's doing it in your life, and he's doing it in your family, and he's doing it in your generations. He's doing it in your tribe. He's doing it in your species. He's got all of these kairoses and chronos. Can you imagine the complexity of what God is doing as he's always working something? He's going somewhere and building something. This is the moment that we had here. If you go to, uh, where am I? Galatians chapter four, but when the fullness of time, the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman. In the fullness of time, it's kind of like that clock on the back wall there that just told Liz to go up and start playing. It's the fullness of time. 
What is that telling us? That's telling us that nothing is random. Jesus didn't just come, Mary, what we're celebrating today. We are celebrating Mary having received the word of God inside of her womb. Having gestated that word, that seed was gestated for the nine months, 38 weeks, 39 weeks, whatever it was, that ended at today, tonight. When what happens is that the birth of Jesus was going to come forth, and the scripture says it like this, in the fullness of Kronos, in the fullness of time, that there was a whole season that happened before the arrival of Jesus. That whole season was measured and weighed out. And it was like the grains of sand in an hourglass. Every time a grain of sand would fall through that hole, the, 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 the times, the, that, that chronos was getting fuller and fuller and fuller. Until one moment in time, marked by labor pains, the fullness of time had come. We recognize in Mary's life, Jesus's life, your life, there are these seasons, these chronoses and kairoses. And getting through the transition season, again, we watch the metaphor, the parable of Mary as she gives birth to Jesus. That really happened. But in your life, treat it like a parable for a moment. Treat it like you can see inside of a natural process and understand a spiritual reality. And that is what happens through these Kairos moments. All of a sudden, they begin one day with labor pains. Crises start to happen. Now, if you take a look, you can tell that Matthew, if you, if you read after, did I, did I make the notes? If you read after Matthew, maybe Luke, he, he, you know Luke was a man because he simply said, Mary brought forth. I think that was before men were allowed anywhere near the real bringing forth process. Because if you've sat down with anybody who has brought forth, then they will tell you it's a little more than bringing forth. Isn't it? Nowadays, modern, you know, I was there for all of my children as they were, as they were brought forth, you know, the best I could. And many of you have been, had that, men have had that beautiful experience. Realize that there is a lot more to bringing forth. The light of that talks to us about these Kairos moments. It talks to us about what it means to bring forth. And the metaphor is just like in your life, in my life, the word of God has gone to you. It has been conceived on the inside of your life. And God has, has picked a moment in time for that seed to be planted within you, like with Mary. He had the angel go at some random time. No, we know it's not random. For the baby to come forth at a fullness of time, there was also a specific night that she needed to be impregnated. Isn't that true? So God did that to you too. Now that might have happened a week ago, a year ago, a decade ago. It might have happened when you were a child. But that seed 
on the inside of you, the Word of God, just like in Mary's life, has been planted on the inside of you and it's intentional process of gestation to come forth at this moment in time. How do you know that? Because of the labor pains, because of the crisis, because of the pressure, because of the Kairos season that you are in and your family is in and this ministry is in and Fort Erie is in and Ontario is in and, and, and Canada is in and North America is in and the globe is in. Every one of those and the, the more magnificent the Kairos, the more bits and pieces are involved. Minute, hour, day, you know, decade, year, month, decade, century, millennium. We just did a millennium. How important was that second that clicked a few years ago as we went minute, hour, minute, what is it, second minute, hour, day, month, year, decade, century, millennium. This is where we are at right now. God is bringing you through a, chrono, a Kairos moment. The key to it is understanding that when the pressure starts to mount, as you approach the, the alignment of all the things God is trying to align in your life, trying to accomplish in your life right now, that what we do is we don't allow the pressure, the crisis, the kairos of it to cause us to back ourselves away from the, from the aggressive motion towards the transition towards the opportunity as God does that in your life right now when we talk about this transition season and we'll talk a little bit more about it next week but when we are understanding what to do when these moments in our lives are coming when there is so much opportunity there's so much open door for us when we can when we realize we're just gonna run towards it rather than run away from it because we're not afraid of these crises. We're not afraid of these kairoses, these opportunity times, because they are being created by God. And He has a victory for us. He has a, an acceleration for us. If you imagine, let me close with this. Remember that when we're talking about the way our life is not linear, it's not just a, a, an easy sloping line, that we go up in steps like this. What you're doing is, is you, you go along right here and when you get to a new level, this is the work season. And then this is the faith season. I'll talk more about it next week. And then this is the grace season. See, this is when you work at understanding the new level that you're on. Once you understand the new level that you're on, you start to, un because of you understand it, you know, you understand Mark 4, you know, you understand it, you persevere, you focus, you, you get the dimensions, you understand how to do it. After a while, living on that level is no challenge at all to you because you have the faith now that you needed to live at that level. But then all of a sudden, God brings you to another Kairos moment, another crisis moment. You got a wall in front of you, I gotta jump where? I gotta jump, I can't see up there, I don't know what I'm gonna land on. And so there's all of these things that make us nervous about this transition season going up to a new place. That's why this is the season for grace going on in our lives. 
where I just turn it over to God and say, you know what, God, I'm just going to let you pull me through this. I'm just going to stay focused on you. I understand it looks like my world is coming apart like a $3 watch, but I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm just going to keep going with you because I know you're the one bringing me into new seasons and new times. You're the one that's trying to accelerate my life. You're the one that's trying to fulfill the promise of the seed that you put inside of my heart. If we take a look at it in another way, right? If that's the whole circle of the, the, the rea- the, the, your life. And this is the boundaries of, that's where the limits are on your life. What happens is God is always trying to push those limits out. Inside of here is the place we live in faith. Because we understand what we're doing here. You don't need faith to walk. Olivia does. I don't. I can do it with my eyes closed. Ta-da. Why? Because I already understand how to do it. Do you understand? What God wants to do is he wants to push these boundaries out. In order for us to have a bigger life, a bigger ability, a bigger strength, a bigger influence more resources, more abilities, more skills, more talents, more understandings, more visions, all of these type of things are all, they all are at the boundaries. Do you understand? And what God is using is this is the grace thing. Grace, you don't need grace in here. You know what you're doing in here. You don't need God to show up and give you grace to put peas in your mouth, right? That's your job now. Olivia needs me to help get the, doesn't even need peas yet. She needs some kind of goo in a bucket. But we don't need that. We already got the faith. We already have the ability and the spiritual strength and ability to live the life we're at now. Do you see what I'm trying to say? This is where we're now putting our, you understand the grace of God. Now the grace of God is the power to just say everything is okay. Close your eyes. Everything is okay. Everything is okay. God is with me. He said he's going to go before me. He said he's coming back to be with me. He said he'll never forsake me. He said he'll never fail me. The grace of that reality as we are, you know, you take your sailboat and you're heading on the course, you go into a storm and you, I don't know what's, I don't know how fast I'm going. I don't know if they've moved some planet somewhere and now it's right in my way. I don't know. But I just held it on track, hold it, hold it on course, hold it on course, hold it on course. That, as a human being, is the most challenging thing you will ever experience. And you're going to experience it a hundred times. The key to it is understanding in the midst of the storm, that you are in the fullness of time. You are in a season ordained by God to give you opportunities to open doors of increase in your life. And the key to it is simply with our eyes open with our confidence in God, that He lives outside of all of this time. He sees every moment in unbelievable clarity. You are the treasure of His life. And that He's easily guiding you, 
easily protecting you, easily making sure that everything is working out exactly the way he wants it to work out. All we need to do is trust God. Trust him so that you can keep moving forward. Keep moving forward as God brings us through particularly this Christmas season. Because there's not just Kairos is going on in my life, but they're in your life. They're not just in my life and your life, but they're in your family. They're not just in my life and your life and your family, they're in this ministry. They're not just in my life, your life, this ministry, they're also in Fort Erie. They're also in Southern Ontario. They're also in Western New York. This is a massive Kairos moment that we're standing in right now. Each one of us doing our part to focus on God as he brings us into this elevated, magnified, greater place in the kingdom of God and learning all the while. Put your hand over your heart and say this with me. I can't believe he's only four minutes. Say Jesus, stand with me, say Jesus. I'm so ready to get through my Kairos time into the new season, into the new place that is the promised place in my life. I'm with you, Lord. I know you've gone before me. I know you're with me every moment. I know you'll never forsake me. And I know you'll never fail me. That's the truth. I'll live out of that truth and the blessing that it creates for the rest of my life.